Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. What memories do you have of Easter? I want to ask you this, this morning. What memories do you have of Easter? It might be memories of, of going away for the long weekend, school holidays. It might be memories of, of feasting, eating with your family. Uh, it might be memories of Easter egg hunts or, or, or getting lots of bags full of those chocolate eggs or attending church, family get-togethers. What was it that you remember about Easter? You know, if we were to ask everyone here today, I'm sure I'd get a variety of different responses The question I want to ask is, I wonder what response we would get if we were to ask Jesus today, if he was our guest person here this morning, he'd probably be speaking, I wouldn't be, but if I was interviewing him, what do you remember Jesus about Easter? And I would say that what Jesus would remember the most is the cross. The cross, the cross, that that barbaric, uh, inhumane, cruel way for someone to die. Uh, that cr- the cross, the, the symbol of, of Roman power and, and, and might, the cross, uh, that, that symbol of disgrace and shame and horror. And today, if we pull back, you know, perhaps what Easter has become in modern society, we pull back the, the curtain, the veil, and we look past the, the Easter eggs, and we look past the, the great food that we're going to eat today, and we look past the, the school holidays and the long weekend and all those things, we would see behind that is the cross. And at Easter, the cross is what happened, and it's, it's what, what Jesus did for us and, and everything that happened of it. And it's significant because of a man called Jesus, what he did for us, what he accomplished and achieved for you and for me and for all of mankind. And, and if you're a believer here this morning, uh, the cross has significance to us, but maybe you're not a believer here today. That is, that's great. We're so glad you were here with us this morning today at church. But maybe for, for some people here today, the cross is a, it's just a symbol, a, a fashion item. It might be something you wear around your neck or it's something you've got tattooed on your shoulder, the cross, right? But it's so much more. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 1.8, it says this, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but is the power of God to us who are being saved. See, the scriptures say that the cross is not just a symbol. It's not just an emblem. It's in Corinthians 2. It says this, When I came to you, brothers and sisters, announcing the mystery of God to you, I did not come with brilliance of speech or wisdom. I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Sometimes I read about Paul, and I'm so encouraged that sometimes he fumbled his words as he spoke because sometimes I fumble my words. I can't pronounce things properly, but he says, I didn't come in brilliance. I come talking about Jesus Christ and him crucified. Jesus crucified. And to the Corinthians, the message of the cross seemed like foolishness. And to maybe someone here today, but to the millions and the billions of the people who are out there, the cross and the one who died on the cross might seem like foolishness to those people, and yet, In its message can be found God's master plan, God's uh, uh, thing that he had created since creation, his way of bringing mankind back to him. And today is Resurrection Sunday, which follows Good Friday, where Jesus died on the cross. And you're probably like, why are we talking about the cross today? Well, we're going to spend some time talking about the cross, and then we're also going to spend some time looking at the resurrection and why it is good news for us. But I just want to lay a foundation Because maybe you weren't here on Good Friday. 
So I want to lay down a foundation of why the cross is so significant and the resurrection is such good news. See, if you're taking notes, write these down. The number, number one, we need to know this, is that God hates sin. God hates sin. See, sin is defined as an immoral act considered to be a transgression against divine law. And the Bible, if you read the scriptures and you look into the Old Testament, God gave the law to a man called Moses. And this was the, the commandments, the things that people had to follow, the Israelites. And if you were not able to follow those laws, those instructions, you were sinning. You, you fell short of God's plan. And we discover that in the law, God condemns sin and demands payment for it. And we find in there that God, he, he is holy and cannot abide with sin. And his justice demands the death penalty for sin. It's pretty quiet in here this morning. He demands a, a, the penalty for sin. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. And in today's society, in, in the world that we now live in today, there can be a tendency for, for us to say, hey, you know what, uh, uh, God hating sin is too severe. You know, God being against sin is too severe. It's okay, so long as you're not hurting someone else, it's all right. Your truth is your truth. But the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And we can find ourselves manufacturing, manufacturing our own gospel where we say, hey, it's only a little sin. It's just a little white Lie, a little white sin, right? It's okay, it's not hurting anyone. But in the face of this thinking, the message of the cross doesn't say that. The message of the cross says sin is very bad. It's very bad. And the cross shows us how very bad it is by how drastically God deals with sin. Like if you're in the workplace and you do something wrong, you might get disciplined in proportion to how bad you messed up at work, right? Do we know that? When you were a child, maybe how, how bad you were with mum and dad might be how, how, how much you were punished or disciplined, right? We all understand that. Well the, well, the Bible shows us how bad sin is by how drastically God deals with it. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. It's, it's telling us that God sent his son Jesus to the cross in order to pay for sin. And that sin, is if, this is the, if what God has did, then sin is not bad, it's very bad. It doesn't matter if it's, it's, if it's like, like, like down here or up here, sin is very bad in God's eyes. God hates sin. Number two, it gets heavier before it gets lighter, guys. We are sinners. We are sinners. All, all you have to do is look on TV all you have to do is, is look in the newspaper and, you need, and realize that, that some people might say humans are good, but we're not. Like all you need to do is look, turn on the TV, uh, watch the newspaper, watch the news and see these things. So much hate and pain, suffering and evil, high school shootings and corrupt politicians and war and addiction and pedophilia and rape and domestic violence and greed and lying and addictions and anger and hate and all these things, stealing and envy. And all these things we know inherently are in the heart of man and women. We can't hide from it. It is there at any time just wanting to come out because we are sinners. And all these things we know are inherently wrong. God calls them sin. Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We are all guilty of sin against each other and against God and our, and our guilt against each other and God is great. God hates sin. We are sinners. 
And it's like, wow, if God hates sin and we're sinners, this is bad. Like, this is very bad for us. This is, this is what hope do we have against a righteous God? What hope do we have? This is really very bad for us. But three, and I really want us to grab a hold of this this morning, church. Grab a hold of this three. God loves us. Come on, I think someone needs to say amen this morning. God loves us. See, see God hates sin, but, and we're sinners, but God loves us. A few years ago, I went to Papua New Guinea and I did the Kokoda Trail. And uh, it's 96 kilometers of hiking through bush, some of the hardest graded hiking in the world that there is. And uh, I'm going to keep talking about this till the day I died because it's the most impressive thing I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep talking about it, but it was hard. But can I tell you something? It was very, very beautiful. Out there in nature, in, in, out there in creation, amongst the trees and the mountaintops and the valleys and the beautiful streams and rivers and, and the people that we met and the, and the huts and just the scenery. It was so uh, picturesque and beautiful. It was amazing. If you've ever been camping, is there any people here who go camping? If you've ever been camping and you've been out in a national park or maybe you've been out in the outback or you've been to some place on a beach and there's no lights around and at night time you look up on the stars and there's so many stars, you can look at it all with a sense of wonder and awe to say, wow, all these things, the billions and billions and billions upon billions of stars and the planets that are out there, we can look at it in its simple beauty and say, wow, this is amazing. Amazing. All of this created for us by a loving God. And yet, as wonderful as creation is, and as much as they reveal to us the divine love that God has for us, nothing is comparable to the love shown by the sacrifice of the cross. Nothing shows the love of God as much as the sacrifice of the cross. It says in Romans 5 verse 6, you see at just the right time, while we were still powerless, this is talking about while we were, we were still sinners at just the right time. God, Christ died for the ungodly. I love that. Christ died for the ungodly. It doesn't say that Christ died for the godly, that Christ died for the righteous. It says Christ died for the sinners. That's, that's me. That's you. That's us. Christ died for the... Uh, um, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone may perhaps dare to die. But Christ demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And if the message of the cross is how much God hates sin, can I get you to grab a hold of this morning? The message of the cross is so much more how much God loves you. Like if you look to the cross and you're like, wow, like, like, Jesus died for my sins. Please grab a hold of so much more. The cross shows you how much God loves you. That he was sending his only son to die for us. And though mankind was guilty of sin towards God and deserved death for that sin, God in his great love sends himself to die for us. In the scripture verse we all know, John 3:16, For God so loved the world. That he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Whoever believes, I said it on Friday, the, the, the message of Jesus says, whoever believes. If you are here this morning and you think 
that you have to get your life right before you can come to Jesus. If you are here this morning and you need to think that the wrong that you've done is stopping you from being able to receive Christ into your life and His great love for you, the Scriptures say that's the wrong way to think about this. Because there's nothing, there's actually nothing you could ever do. Even the most righteous person is not worthy of God's love, but God gives His love because He loves us so much. And all we need to do is believe in Him. Believe in Him. And maybe this morning there's some people here today, and maybe as I'm speaking, there's something prompting and speaking into your heart, and it's saying, hey, maybe today I need to make that decision to believe in Jesus. God hates sin. We are sinners. God loves us. And fourthly, Jesus won the victory. Jesus won the victory. In the cross, we see victory. On the cross, Jesus defeated sin and he defeated death. Romans 5.17, For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. The scriptures show us that through one man, Adam, sin came into this world. And we are all now under bondage to that sin. From the moment we are born, there is a sin nature in us. But it also says through one man, sin into the world. It says through another man, sin has been defeated. Sin has been conquered. There's been a triumph over sin. On the cross, Jesus also defeated the devil. Colossians 2.15, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. See, that sin that tries to ensnare us, the fear of death, the plans of the devil that might be out there, all those things, Jesus defeated them. He won. He won the victory. He won. He conquered death. He conquered sin. He conquered the devil at the cross. That, that instrument, that tool, the cross that used to be a symbol of cruelty, that used to be a symbol of shame, that used to be a symbol of disgrace and horror, now points us to love and victory and salvation. And so today, on Easter Sunday, on Resurrection Sunday, where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? Does that leave us like other religions out there with a dead person in a tomb with bones that are are rotting away? Where does that leave us? Does that leave us today looking at Jesus on a cross hanging there? Where where is it today? A dead Jesus there. says this after Jesus died and was buried in Luke 24, 1-6. This is the scripture verse you all came for today. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Here we've got some women. They're going along to take some spices. They're going to anoint Jesus' body. Uh, We're not talking about the the, the 12 herbs and spices of KFC, guys. We're talking about uh, herbs. You can laugh, guys. It's okay. It's a dad joke. We're talking about spices to embalm the body. And they found the stone rolled away, but the body of the Lord was not there. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. Two men appear in their, in their presence. These are not normal men. These are angels, another, another, trans, another uh, book says. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, and I love this. One of my favorite passages of Scripture in the Bible. Why do you look for the living among the dead? 
get that in your mind. Like, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. And maybe today you're here in this place and you're, you're, you're going, you keep on going back to the tomb. You keep on going back to the grave. You, you, and, and God is saying, why are you going back to that dead thing to look for the living? Jesus is not there. He is risen. And today's lives, we need to realize Jesus is alive. He's risen. Today on Easter Sunday, we celebrate not a dead Savior, a resurrected Savior. Uh, we don't celebrate a Savior who came with no power. We, came, we celebrate a Savior who came in power and might and liberated the oppressed, set free the bound, brought deliverance, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and His name is Jesus Christ. And He's alive. He's risen. And this is good news today, church. It's good news. If Jesus died and remained dead, nothing changes. If we are here today and Jesus is still in the tomb, let's just pack it up. Let's just put away all the sound gear. Let's just close the church down. Let's just go live our lives. Because if Jesus is still dead, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. But Jesus died and then rose again. And can I tell you something? This changes everything. It changes everything. And the resurrection is good news. Good news of Jesus Christ. And so today, right now, I just want to share two thoughts on why the resurrection is good news. Number one, the resurrection is the good news of hope. The good news of hope. Turn to someone this morning and say, hey, it's the good news of hope. No matter what situation you might be facing, no matter how dark the season might be, there is hope for you. Can I just speak to someone this morning? Maybe you're in a dark place. Maybe you're in a situation where there seems there is no hope. Can I say this morning, not because of me, not because of this church, but because of Jesus, it doesn't matter how dark the situation, what kind of situation you may be facing, there is hope. There's hope for me. There's hope for you. There's hope for us. There's hope for your loved one, that work colleague. There's hope for your parent. There's hope for your child. There is hope today in Jesus Christ. See, if God could raise Jesus back to life, he can do a miracle in your life. He can do a miracle in your life. 1 Peter 1, 3, praise, to the, praise be to the God of the Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth to a, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. One day, we're going to take our final breath. One day, we're going to leave this earth. One day, we're going to leave all of these things behind. Our possessions, our money, our, op our opinions, our striving, our accomplishments, our, our achievements. And all these things are going to be useless beyond that point. All the striving, all the building... You can't take it with you. All useless at that point. And if we've put our faith and trust in Jesus, not then, but now, today, if we put our trust in Jesus in this life, the resurrection of Jesus gives us hope that although we will one day die, that will not be the end of it. See, the scriptures say that our souls will go to Jesus and then one day our bodies will be resurrected. They will be glorified into glorified bodies just like Jesus was glorified again and live forever. And the resurrection gives us hope now and it gives us hope for our future. 
And number two, the resurrection is the good news of new life. The good news of new life. Turn to someone and say, good news of new life. The Apostle Paul, he talks about the good news of the resurrection for us in the book of Romans. It's funny, I've got a son and his name is Roman and he was here on Friday because um, the kids didn't go out and we shared some scripture verses from Romans. He's like, Dad, you were talking about me in the message today. I was like, yes, yes I was. Romans 6.44 says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. It says something similar in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. See, the Bibles tell us that if you receive Jesus Christ, that you enter into this death of the old, this part of you that dies, the flesh nature, the old part, the part of us that is the sinner, the part of us, the sin that God hates that dies there, and we also enter into the resurrection of Jesus we also enter the resurrection of Christ. And through the resurrection of God, of, of Jesus, God offers us a chance for a new life and a new way of living. Come on, are there any people here that would love to live a new way? Are there any people here who during the week you fail again and you say, God, if I could just change this about me? I know that I, I am. Every day I pray, God, change me. I want to live in a new way. We can live in that new way of living. And see, when we choose to follow Jesus and we choose to trade our, our guilt and our mistakes and we choose to, to, to trade our sin and our shame and our burdens, something powerful takes place. The old life and all its baggage, the old life and all the burdens that we carry, the old life and the sin that so heavily weighs upon us, it is, it is given away, it ends and a new life begins just like Jesus' death and resurrection. And there's a famous uh, book called Pilgrim's Progress, written by a man called John Bunyan. And it's, it's a story, it's an allergy of the Christian life. And there's this young man, his name is Christian, and he carries this great big burden on his back. And it, and it makes him to walk like this. And it's the burden of his, of his, of his failures, the sin in him. And every one of us, we, we carried something like that too. And then it gets to the point where he comes to the kingdom. He meets the king. He meets Jesus and he bows before him. And at the cross, that burden falls off him. And in the same way in our lives, when we come to Jesus and accept him, that burden comes off us. And church, this is good news. This is good news. This is the good news of the gospel message. This is the good news. This is why we're here today. Because you too can be linked to his resurrection through the cross and Jesus, our life can be resurrected from sin, from our loss, from our past, from failure, from sickness, from betrayal, and brought into new life, health, victory, overcoming, healing, and deliverance in Jesus' name. And in this place this morning and watching online, there, there are people here, it's full of people who've experienced this new life. And in this place this morning, there are people here who, are once, who were once were lost but are now found. And it's full of people who were once spiritually dead but are now alive. People who were once broken but are now healed. People who were once bound but have been set free. People who were once captive to worry and are now liberated. Free people today. 
Why? Because God, who has raised Jesus from the dead, has set them free. And they too have experienced the promise of new life. And that's the good message today of Easter. Jesus is risen. And we are risen with him. We are set free from all those things. The good news of the cross. The good news of the resurrection today. And if you could just close your eyes this morning. In this place, Jesus, we thank you. Lord God, if the keys could come, we thank you in this place this morning, Lord Jesus. The good news of the cross. God, we thank you for time with family today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for Easter eggs. We thank you, Lord God, for long weekends. We thank you for school holidays. But God, from the very bottom of our heart, we thank you for what you accomplished at this time. The cross and the resurrection. The death and the life, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, at this time, God, that we, Lord God, uh, 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 we're not going to the tomb. Jesus, we're going to a risen Savior.